this is the Blind Grilling Experience, and I am the most interesting griller in the world. In May of 1945, the USS Legardo responded to a call for help from the USS Bea in what we now know is as the Gulf of Thailand. The USS Bea had received heavy fire from the Japanese fleet, and the two submarines rendezvoused at a very calm and quiet spot in the middle of the Gulf where they were able to surface, and the two uh, admirals were able to talk to one another back and forth, uh, even in the calm sea. And the captain of the USS Legardo had said that, you know, the other ship had taken on uh, fire. They had been in the midst of the battle, and now it was the Legardo's turn. And that was the last time that anyone had seen or spoke to or heard from the 86-member crew of the USS Legardo, May 24th of 1945. The sub was found on May 24th, 2005, 60 years to the day later, and 200 feet of water. The the torpedo tube, one of the torpedo tubes anyway, was still open. There was a huge gash where it had taken a direct hit and had sunk. Among those 86 crew members was a man by the name of Ralph Simmerman from Springfield, Missouri. Ralph just happens to be the brother of my grandfather, Wayne Simmerman, who passed away just a few months after being notified that his brother and the sub in which he served had been found in 2005 and was able to be presented with the U.S. flag, uh, which he was, uh, which was also uh, presented at his funeral as well. The interesting story about the Legardo, of course, there's lots of things we could that many family members probably know about and could tell you about as we talk about it here on this Memorial Day in 2020, 75 years after uh, it was last seen or heard from. But uh, a couple of things that I found extremely interesting, just to show you kind of the makeup and the difference of the men who served and and lost their lives serving during World War II and the differences, because this was made up of, again, 86-member crew from different backgrounds that uh, had different interests and different likes. But in researching and looking up some of the things about this particular ship and their crew, uh, one of the things that stood out to me uh, was the admiral himself, who was an avid biker, he loved Harleys, and in fact, what was little known uh, about the USS Legardo is that it carried a Harley everywhere it went. The Admiral would break down his Harley to small enough pieces to get through uh, the hatch, 
and store it somewhere on the submarine. And every time they would get somewhere for a little R&R, they would take it out of the submarine, put it together on the dock, and he would go and ride away and enjoy his time on his Harley. And when it was time to set sail again, he would come back and they would break it down and they would put it back in the sub. And of course, uh, along with the 86 member crew, uh, he was there with his Harley when he went down. I find that just kind of interesting, but uh, I, I think about not only stories like that, but also knowing uh, about my own grandfather who talked a lot about his brother, who uh, missed his brother greatly and wondered what had ever happened, you know, wondered, uh, you know, what could have happened because the families of that particular submarine received word that uh, it was missing in action, that it was missing. They didn't know what had happened to it. They didn't know if uh, perhaps the uh, the crew had somehow survived and been picked up. Maybe they were on an island somewhere or perhaps even uh, in some type of prisoner of war camp uh, and possibly could return home alive. And soon uh, after you know, time had gone on, families moved on, and 60 years later, the wreckage of that particular submarine was found in the Gulf of Thailand in the depth of water of 250 feet, still not knowing why the crew did not uh, escape, you know, what kept them from, uh, from trying to escape, but they remained, they remain entombed in that particular sub there. This is a day that we really remember all of those who have served our country and died uh, giving their life for our freedoms to protect uh, people that they don't even know. Yes, they, they are serving to protect their own families, their, their friends, but a, a nation full of people of, of which that they've never met, and yet they were willing to serve and they gave their life. And, and so on this particular Memorial Day, uh, we remember all of those. But particularly for me, it's a, a day that every year I think about the USS Legardo. I think about my grandfather and losing his brother uh, to that particular event uh, as that submarine went and was fighting against the Japanese fleet uh, and uh, and they did not make it home. But because of their bravery, because of what they were willing to do, you know, we have our freedoms. We have uh, we have the ability to not only remember and talk about those things, to look up and and to remember what they were willing to sacrifice and give, but uh, to remember all those since, before and since, who have given their lives for uh, for our country particularly. And so I wanted to share that with you today as we uh, do another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience, because when we think about Memorial Day, I think it is something that affects probably every one of us. We can uh, we either know someone or uh, have family in times past who have lost their lives uh, in in war, whether in in serving or through some other uh, tragic event, perhaps 
for those who have come to this country even more recently, some escaping war in their own country and different things that have taken place. But, uh, but certainly, I think we all have stories we've heard. We have all have things that uh, are very personal and very dear to us on this particular day, and we certainly salute those and, and remember those uh, who sacrificed for our country. As we, as we move on and talking here on the Blind Grilling Experience, I also want to uh, thank everybody who's been coming along, following, and subscribing to our, our podcast as we change to this particular format. We're really excited about some of the things that we've got to, uh, to do as we move forward, some of the things we get to talk about. Uh, I'm curious what everybody, you know, of course, this is a, a time not only of remembrance, but it's a time pretty much known for the beginning of, of summer, as many look at it, a time for really the, the first big barbecue of the year. You know, people are firing up their grills. They are uh, putting, uh, you know, their their skills back to work on the grill and their fire management and I'd love to hear from you and find out what it is you guys are uh, cooking up this weekend, what you got going on uh, throughout the summer. What what do you have planned as far as cooks are concerned? You know, we do a lot of grilling and smoking, uh, barbecue uh, here at the blind grilling facilities. And so we'd love to hear from you and see what you guys have going on. Um, you know, of course, our grilling method of, of preference, I guess you could say, is uh, the charcoal grill, the uh, particularly the big green egg, is what we mainly use. We've got the pellet smoker. We've got a flat top griddle that we use quite a bit as well. But it's hard to beat charcoal. It just, um, you know, and and the big green egg makes it almost as easy as gas. So in a lot of ways, of course, the pellet grills are becoming more popular, and people are using those uh, as well. Um, of course. I, one of the reasons why we use the big green egg um, and why we we talk about ceramic grills, I guess as a whole, Kamado grills or Kamadu grills, depending on who you talk to, um, and, and why we talk about them so much, especially as one who is blind or visually impaired, is is because of the very makeup of that ceramic grill, the insulation and the uh, the the ability that we have to be able to feel our way around that grill on the outside, even when it is, you know, sitting at 300, 350 degrees, or maybe even 400 degrees, to be able to touch the outside of that grill without leaving skin behind, without burning ourselves. So often we get around metal grills, whether they're stainless or, you know, like a, a gas grill, whether it's a, uh, a drum smoker or a, just a, a barrel smoker or grill. And because of the metal, uh, that, that they are made of, you know, they get extremely hot and they transfer that heat, um, from inside to outside. And so if you feel around those grills, you, you're going to get burned they're extremely hot. And, and certainly ceramic grills will get hot, but they, they retain that heat so well that those who are blind or visually impaired are able to feel their way around. And, and of course, the Big Green Egg is probably the uh, more popular, better known of the ceramic grills. There's Primo, there's Camadu Joe, there's Vision, and, and, and perhaps a few others. And the, while they all have their, uh, you know, uh, unique aspects about them, 
one thing they pretty much share in common is that particular idea that uh, you can kind of feel your way around. You know, some may get a little hotter than others. We found that the KJ and the Big Green Egg uh, probably are are the best. And and from my personal experience, Big Green Egg, uh, I think, uh, is is a little bit better at retaining that heat as far as being able to touch the outside. But the KJ does well. And, and so that's why we recommend, that's why we use those when in our grilling packages when we're providing them to veterans, first responders, and others who've lost their sight uh, because of that safety issue, that safety factor, and that, that comfortableness of being able to feel around and not being so worried about burning yourself and able to kind of get through that learning curve, um, you know, feeling a little bit better about it. Certainly, anytime you deal with fire, there's going to be dangers. There's going to be possibilities of, of getting burned, obviously. But uh, but you know when you can kind of subdue that, when you can make that um, you know little less likely or kind of ease the possibilities um, you know of that taking place, it, it's it helps. It helps a lot, and it can build confidence for those who are dealing with vision loss to be able to get back to the grill and and become independent once again and so that's something that um, you know that we do we talk about and and we use and we recommend you know ceramic grills the the camadu or kamado style grills such as the big green egg the camadu joe uh, style grills and and as far as quality is concerned and price you know those are going to be the two that uh, will probably stand out among all the rest, um, there's, you know, the Primo's a lot more expensive. There are some cheaper ones, you know, but when it comes to, you know, the, for what you get for the money and the quality, um, you know, I think Big Green Egg and, and uh, KJ will be the two that kind of stand out. Um, and maybe it comes down to color preference for some folks, whether you want, you know, a green or a red grill. Um, but uh, but th- those are the two that we use. We do have uh, also in our uh, grill arsenal, if you will, a pellet uh, smoker from Smokin' Brothers, uh, which are located in Missouri, um, kind of situated over near Sykeston, Cape Girardeau, um, Poplar Bluff area. And Smokin' Brothers makes a really good pellet grill. Uh, and, and it's, you know, we've had other pellet grills. We've had, uh, you know, some very high-end uh, pellet smokers. We've had the Yoder YS640. And I've used the uh, Green Mountain Grills, um, you know, so two opposite ends as far as the price uh, spectrum is concerned. Uh, the Smoking Brothers kind of falls right in the middle, but it's still a really good uh, smoker, very well built, and um, and I prefer it definitely over over the Yoder. Now Yoder's made a lot of improvements, so uh, a lot of things probably have taken place that I, I'm not aware of with when it comes to Yoder. But uh, one thing that I've really liked about pellet grills. Uh, not only the ease of just you know turning it on, making sure there's pellets in it, turning it on and and leaving it alone and letting it go, but uh, if you can find a pellet grill such as you know Green Mountain, the the Smoking Brothers, um, Pits and Spits, and some others, where the firebox is in the center of the cooking chamber, uh, my experience has been that that does a lot better for even cooks you know, less hot spots. And there are some adjustments, some heat plates, some different things that you can use and maneuver. But 
Uh, but that seems to have a much more even cook uh, when it comes to that. Of course, you know everything is electronic, it seems, nowadays. When it comes to the pellet grills, that certainly is the case. And so you want to you know, just do your research, investigate, and, and you know, find out what you're looking for, whether you want Wi-Fi uh, connectivity and you know, being able to control it or not. Um, you know, but even when it comes to that, as we, we talk about with the big green egg and the Kamadu uh, smokers, you know, you've got Flame Boss, one of our partners who, you know, created this controller, this cruise control for the grills that you can connect to your charcoal ceramic grill and, and monitor and control the heat. Um, from your phone, from your Alexa device, from, from you know, for many different ways that you're able to control and monitor uh, even your um, your charcoal grill. So just wonderful uh, devices that are out there, accessibility devices uh, that make it possible not only for uh, – you know, for for anyone, uh, but particularly for the blind and visually impaired, to be able to uh, be independent once again out at the grill, and and it's interesting, I think, as well. You know, we talk about independence, and because it is Memorial Day, remember we have, you know, our independence because of those who were willing to fight and give their lives for our country and the freedoms that we have, and so we have freedoms as Americans, but uh, but as blind and visually impaired individuals we want that independence in our own lives to be able to do things on our own and you know flame boss big green egg and and others have uh seemed to really have an interest in in making sure that we're able to do that very thing and so hats off to flame boss uh, for for all that they do to make sure that their products are accessible, the the Flame Boss 400 particularly is a completely accessible tool for the blind and visually impaired to be able to connect to your grill, your charcoal grill, uh, to control and monitor. Uh, and so you just need to know whether you're cooking, t- connecting to uh, a a Kamadu cooker, a ceramic cooker. Uh, if it is a, a drum or a barrel cooker, you might contact them and make sure it's one that they have an adapter for that you can use it with. But uh, just some great tools that we have out there. I did receive a call this past week about talking thermometers. And while the Flame Boss does allow you to put in a meat probe and monitor your meat, you know, sometimes that's um, not always desired sometimes there are things that you maybe you're cooking inside or you know you're monitoring several pieces of meat and you've got a meat probe in one but you want to check maybe various spots in a large piece of meat like uh, brisket or pork butt or maybe you've got several chicken breasts or uh, several steaks that you're trying to keep track of thermalworks makes a talking thermometer and it's you know 30 40 dollars for this talking thermometer that you can look up ThermalWorks and search for their talking thermometer, and it works great. It's one button is all you got to mess with. One button turns it on, turns it off, and also while it's it's working as it moves up, the temperature changes. It'll talk to you and tell you uh, the the temperature, and if it's to a point you know where you're not hearing anything, just press the button once again. It'll tell you the temperature. Hold the button, and it'll turn it off, and it beeps twice to let you know that it's turned off. And so that it's all audible. There is a fairly large uh, digital screen readout 
So those maybe with low vision might be able to look at the screen and uh, and see the the uh, the the readout without having to rely on the speech necessarily. But ThermalWorks makes a great talking thermometer. And so if that is something you're looking for, uh, that's something I would recommend you you search as well. As we get started in this grilling season, you know, that's, you know, we do a lot of trial and error. We we get into what we can and what we can't do. And, and that's one of the things that many people are looking for. What is a good accessible thermometer? And I think ThermalWorks makes a good one. You know, there is, um, you know, we do partner, like I said, with Flame Boss, but, but there are other uh, accessible tools such as the iGrill, which Weber took over from iDevices, uh, and the iGrill is one. It doesn't control the grill, but it is a it is a monitor. So you can, with the iGrill uh, two, I believe you can, uh, you know, you hook up. I think three meat probes, uh, possibly four. You can do a pit probe, four probes total, and so you can do a pit probe and three up to three meat probes. Uh, and it'll connect through Bluetooth to your phone. You know, um, you know the limitations with Bluetooth are a little bit more than with Wi-Fi because you've got to be a little bit closer. Some of the limitations I found with the iGrill is the is for folks who maybe are on two different levels. Their grill is down, um, you know, on the first level, and they're up on the you know if they have a walkout basement maybe it's down out of the basement and they're up on a second level and sometimes bluetooth connectivity isn't working that great Uh, if you're on the same level it seems to work really well Uh, and some folks don't have a problem even on two different levels but there's been a few that i've known that have Uh, but when they're on the same level when they get back down to the same level they it reconnects and and they're able to monitor meat and and pit temperatures uh, which is sometimes good, even if if you're brave enough to use a, as a blind or visually impaired individual a gas grill or some other type of grill, but you can't monitor yourself the actual temperature, um, and you don't need something to control it like the Flame Boss. Um, you know the eye grill works pretty well because you can set that pit probe, which is an ambient probe that you do have to buy separate, but you can stick it uh, on the grate in there in your grill and it will monitor your uh your temp just remember there are certain temperature um you know uh, limitations for a lot of the pit probes they don't go up they don't like to go above four or 450 uh, and so make sure you uh, you know what that particular um, ambient probe uh, range is for whatever device it is that you're using. But those are some of the devices that we really recommend when it comes to accessibility and being able to monitor not only the grills, but the meat. You know, Flame Boss, like we said, iGrill and Thermalworks uh, are all great companies that do amazing things when it comes to, um, you know, not, not, here's the great thing I think about these companies particularly, because they are not accessibility companies per se. These are companies that are making products for the general public, you know, and and yet in the midst of making these products for the general public, they have put thought into uh, the general public who have problems seeing 
who have problems with their vision. And they have taken the extra efforts and the extra steps to make sure that those who are blind or visually impaired are able to use their products and to help them to gain or regain independence doing something we love. You know, they didn't start out as a company, hey, let's help the blind or visually impaired. But as a company, Flame Boss, I know and, and have worked with and talked to them extensively. They said, you know, let, let's make it work. You know, we've got this product that is a, a great product, and let's make sure everyone that, that possibly can use it. And and they've gone through the effort and made the extra steps through not only the creation of their app, but also the skills through Amazon Alexa and, and other, um, you know, formats that people use so that uh, those who may need some accessibility are able to take advantage of it um, and have that independence. So, uh, you know, there's, and there are other companies that are like that uh, in various industries, you know, but so often the blind and visually impaired community are always looking to, companies that are set up for the blind and visually impaired what products do they make and and, you know there are some talking thermometers out there by companies that are doing things for blind and visually impaired which is great i'm glad they're out there uh but i i think it's it's to me more impressive and very much appreciated when when companies who are just doing things making products for the general public so you know what the blind and visually impaired are part of that general public and and they want to enjoy the same activities you know that we're making these products for and so let's make sure they can use them and so hats off to blind to uh, flame boss to thermoworks um to to i grill you know and weber making sure that they keep their um their app accessible um you know sometimes app updates that's not always a consideration um, with some companies. You know, those who use the iPhone, those who, you know, are on social media, you know, sometimes, you know, with, uh, with YouTube or Facebook, you know, we'll do an update with those apps and all of a sudden we lose some of the accessibility function, you know, that we've been relying upon. And so we got to wait for another update and hope they fix it. Uh, and 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 it's it's a very frustrating thing. And a lot of times you'll talk to someone who's blind or visually impaired using Apple devices or other devices who don't update their phone for that reason because they've went through that and they they don't want to lose that uh, that accessibility and functionality that they have. And so they'll skip updates and um, and and some, perhaps even miss out on some new features uh, because they're scared of losing, you know, other features altogether. And so uh, it's great when companies like Flame Boss keep up with those things and, and really pay attention to that on their updates. And so, you know, if you're looking for some some accessibility tools uh, moving forward this summer, this grilling season, definitely Flame Boss is one that I highly recommend. Um, and like I said, they partnered with us in all full disclosure, but, um, you know, but they're not the only one out there. I mean, you know, just for those maybe with some little bit of pricing restrictions, you know, uh, because Flame Boss can be expensive. 
for some people who are on limited budgets, um, you know, that iGrill individual, or yeah, the iGrill, um, you know, can be a lot cheaper, or even that Thermalworks instant read thermometer, which works great as well and, and comes in, you know, 30, 40 bucks uh, for that. And so take advantage of those things. I think you guys will really enjoy, um, you know, the experience that you'll have at the grill, uh, you know, when you can do it on your own, when you can do it with that complete and full independence. And so, um, so just a few things I wanted to share with you today, uh, moving forward this week, we, uh, you know, we've done some steaks. We've, we've got a carne asada right now marinating that we're going to be grilling up later today. Um, you know, I, I've been experimenting and, um, the, you know, the big green egg, is that ultimate grilling experience. That's their kind of their catchphrase. And they're right. It does everything you could possibly need it to do. Um, but one thing we've added to our arsenal is the Camp Chef uh, uh, flat top. It's very similar to the Blackstone that many people are talking about, the Blackstone flat top. We've got a two-burner Camp Chef flat top that we have. And, and I've been using it not only for sauteing some vegetables and um, we do uh, breakfast like bacon and, and we've done French toast. We've done pancakes and I mean, just all kinds of things out there, but we, we also sear with it. So we do the reverse sear where we slow smoke, whether it's our steak, whether it's, um, um, uh, the, like we're doing a, a tenderloin today with the carne asada. We'll slow smoke it, and then we'll take it off and we'll sear it. We'll do it with tri-tip, with steak, with the tenderloin. And uh, and even we've done it with burgers. We'll slow smoke, kind of a smokehouse-style burger. And just before we think it's done, we'll pull it off the big green egg and we'll sear each side on that flat top. Man, it's so good and so easy. You don't have to worry about taking your meat off the, the big green egg, um, opening it up and waiting for the temperature to get to 500, 550 degrees uh, or more, and then putting things back on and searing. You can just fire up that flat top, and as soon as that meat gets that temperature, take it off, sear it, uh, and and it's just, it is so good to get that sear, uh, especially on this cast iron flat top. I mean, you know, cast iron does a great job with that anyway. Uh, and this camp chef is is doing a wonderful job for us as well. So that's some of the techniques that we've been kind of working with and playing around with when it comes to burgers, steaks, tri-tip. Um, you know, we'll do the tenderloin as well. And so we, we've just really enjoyed the results of that. And while it's searing, you know, we'll throw some onions and peppers on and saute those up as well. We've done fried taters on that flat top. And, I mean, just all kinds of great and amazing food. And... Um, you know, there's really nothing to keep track of uh, when it comes to temperature-wise, uh, as far as visual is concerned. Uh, you know, that flat top gets hot. You know, but there are some techniques that those who are blind or visually impaired can use to kind of keep track of where you're at on that grill. Um, I recommend the one or the two burner at most, just so you can keep track easy easier when it comes to the flat tops. A lot of folks want bigger and better, and they want the four burner and and, uh, you know, the problem for me as one who is blind is things can get lost pretty easy the bigger the grills get and the bigger the flat tops get. And so, you know, keeping it in a manageable space and area, cook, cooking area, you know, I think helps it helps 
you know, the cook goes smoother and safer as well because you you can kind of get a better feel for where things are and keep things, um, you know, where you want them and where you need them to be. Uh, And so it's got two large controls on the front that you can kind of turn up and down uh, each burner and kind of control, you know, a hot side, cool side, or just get it all screaming hot, however you want to do it. And uh, it, it seems to be working out pretty well. We really enjoy it. Um, you know, with that two top, that two burner flat top though, we did buy the adapter to hook up a 20 gallon propane tank because we did the one gallon bottles for a while and we just burned through those so fast that we'd be in the middle of a cook and we'd run out of fuel. And so I was, you know, after about the third time of doing that, I was like, forget this. And so we just uh, bought the adapter and we hooked up a 20 gallon propane tank and, and we're just, we're going to town. It's awesome. So, so we're loving that and really enjoying it. Um, but really excited about this grilling season. Um, and of course, uh, sharing our experiences with everyone. We've got not only guests that we've mentioned on the last uh, podcast, that uh, will be coming on soon, hopefully. Um, We've got some fishing trips planned um, and um, just lots of awesome stuff that uh, that we're going to be talking about Um, and all the tools and accessibility items that I use to be able to do as much of this independently as I possibly can. Folks, we appreciate you tuning in to Blind Grilling. Uh, Be sure and subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash blindgrilling. Check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash blindgrilling. Of course, our website, blindgrilling.org as well. Um, You can email us at blindgrilling at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you think. If you're listening, you know, ask your questions and we'll be happy to get to those as well and uh, and do what we can to answer those questions questions for you or tell us about your experience you know we'd love to hear from you and um, you know share your personal experience uh, grilling whether it's you're blind visually impaired or just just want to tell us what it is you're doing and and some of the techniques you use that uh, you want to share with others and we'll be happy to pass those along as well as always folks remember if you're looking you ain't cooking